I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi guys, I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture Football. And I'm Andrew Pollard from What Culture Football. And we are here with your football news. And as always, Andrew, let's start off with the latest on the Lionel Messi situation. Uh, huge developments on that over the weekend, of course. Uh, but even more developments involving the Barcelona president today. Yeah, it looks like just it's time is coming for, for Joseph Bartomeu. We we heard last week about how it looked like he was going to be leaving early. Then there was talk of maybe him going to prison. That was a story one day. <laughs> if he's so messy, he'd be liable to a, to a new president for uh, mishandling of assets. Um, and now it's just like more and more pressure on him from this um, the, the statement that Messi put out on what Friday, I think it was, um, where Messi just had the most... I don't know, reluctant husband speech ever of like, oh, I I really want to leave, but I kind of can't. But I'm staying, but I don't really want to be here. But I'm not going to take the court, the, the, the club to court because I really love the club, but I hate being here. It's like, <laughs> you, you, yeah, it was just so, such a bizarre, not a bizarre statement to see. It was just, it was fascinating to, mm. to, to see that story come out of, yeah, Messi's going. He's going to Manchester City. He's going to Manchester City. Oh, he's staying. But he doesn't want to stay. Um, and it's, of course, it all comes down to um, the, the fact that um, Messi was under the impression that he could leave at the end of the season. Apparently, Bartomeu had agreed that with Messi that, look, if you're not happy at the end of the season, you can go. Um, Messi went to Bartomeu at the end of the season, said, look, I'm not I'm not happy, so I'm going to go. And then he went, well, we've kind of given you till the 10th of June to let us know about that. And at the 10th of June, th- this was a time when um, La Liga, Barcelona were top of La Liga, they were still in the Champions League and so there isn't necessarily that unhappiness was there then, uh, I mean he may, even if they'd have won La Liga, he may have ended up yeah. looking to go anyway and, and obviously with um, the, the season being delayed because of the thing we cannot talk about particularly then um, yeah, Messi was trying to go now, it's it's come out that, that no he can't go and if he, now he's saying that he, he will stay because he has to stay and Barca said he can go but it's only if somebody pays 700 million euros which nobody's going to do for a 33 year old even if that is Leo Messi um, and now with Bartomo just all this that Messi's come out and said all of this and he's talked about how his, he told his family they were leaving Barcelona his kids were crying at the news that the news of changing schools he'd gone through all the process he told Ronald Koeman that he was, wasn't going to be playing for him this coming season um, everything was ticked and, and obviously he supposedly reached out and had conversations with Pep Guardiola um, and yeah then it's just like no I can't go I'm just going to stay and be miserable and that just puts double the pressure on Bartomeu because part of Messi's that Messi's just been very clear with saying look the president 
have promised me I could go if I wasn't if I wanted to go. I, I think it's best for the club myself. This is Messi because he thought it could uh, it refresh the squad. Obviously, that any money they could get for him, then uh, they could use that to, to refresh the squad as well. Um, and yeah, it's just it means that the fans are now. I, I guess they were doubling down already, but tripling down their their anger at Bartomo and. Uh, I mean, it looks like he's going to be leaving by March at the early, at the latest, uh, March next year, because that's when they're, they're going to bring him forward the next elections. Um, and it all kind of stems down to Bartomeu doesn't want to be seen as in the, the history of Barcelona as being the president that let Leo Messi go. Um, <laughs> so whoever takes over from him, that may well be their um, sword to fall on. It's it's a crazy situation, and you and you feel that. There's still probably more to come in this. There's more twists and turns, brother. Swerve. It's like Vince Russo is booking yes, Barcelona. Exactly. I mean, Lionel Messi on the pole match. It's going Bartomeu to be. Barcelona was always going to be the villain of this, uh, yeah. but it's been completely uh, finished off by these developments over the last few days. Um, it's going to be very interesting. I, I, I don't take it as a given that Messi leaves at the end of next season either, because we always see when new presents come in, all these promises of, of change and what have you. And, and there's no doubt that they will be trying their darndest to make sure they don't have that title of the president who let Messi go. So they will promise him the world, you sense. But uh, yeah, I think this is quite possibly the worst resolution for everyone. Yeah. Like, Coman's still screwed because he has no money to buy a squad. Uh, of which he likes about four players of it. Yep. Messi doesn't want to be there. You know, City haven't got them. It's just an absolute shambles. But as you mentioned, I'm sure this is a story that's going to continue rolling on over the next few days, weeks, months. And very interesting to see how Barcelona start next season and how Messi plays. It's going to be fascinating. Mm -hmm. uh, let's move on and talk about transfers that have happened. Uh, later on today, we should get confirmation that Callum Wilson and Ryan Fraser have signed for Newcastle, uh, both undergoing medicals later on today. Ryan Fraser, of course, a free uh, agent um, after leaving Bournemouth when his contract ended in June. He'd been linked with the likes of West Ham and Crystal Palace. Uh, but after having face-to-face -face discussions with Steve Bruce on Friday, he decided he wanted to head up north to Newcastle. And Callum Wilson uh, set to complete a £20 million move from Bournemouth. Uh, a lot of people assumed he may be heading to Villa. I think they had a, a bid of £20-21 million uh, accepted. There was um, negotiations between Villa, Newcastle, Bournemouth and, of course, Wilson going on over the weekend. Then eventually, I think Villa withdrew their offer. Uh, Callum Wilson heading to Newcastle, as I said though today, complete medical, 28 years old. Uh, a decent signing, I'd say, for Newcastle. Mm -hmm. And we're doing our uh, preview of Newcastle season in the next few days. And I sense this is going to change the way we talk about them, at least in terms of slightly more positive staying in the Premier League. Yeah, I think it's it's a good move all around for everybody. Really, um, we I think Callum Wilson's one of those strikers where he's he scored a decent amount of goals considering the team that he's been playing for. I mean, we all like to watch Bournemouth play. Um, maybe not last season; it wasn't great for them, obviously. <laughs> but but traditionally, they, they've been nice to watch. They've been easy on the eye. Um, but they're not necessarily known for scoring that many goals. And he's got a fair a fair return of goals over the last few seasons in, in this side. I mean, this past season he got nine, which in a team that got relegated, it's not completely awful stats I guess and obviously England international I think the last time he played for England was the, the end of last uh, the end of last year maybe November of 2019 um, the, the only ever Bournemouth player to score for England one one goal in four caps um, scored his debut against the USA I think it was mm. um, so I think it's uh, for 
20 million pounds, I think it's it's a good deal for Newcastle. Um, for him himself, I mean, obviously it's, it's it's a different situation right now because fans aren't in stadiums, but I think the allure of going and, and playing at St. James's Park and, and kind of a packed yeah. out 40 odd thousand uh, screaming Geordies who historically as well adore their strikers, adore their yeah. number nines. Uh, and that's another caveat to this story that supposedly he's going to get the number nine shirt, which Big Joe Linton had last season. Um, which, in one way, I think if that is if that does happen, I think it takes pressure off Jorlinton in one way, uh, and also we've seen that Callum Wilson has proven to score goals. Newcastle fans love his that that's that number nine shirt, and as for Ryan Fraser, again free transfer. Um, yeah, I think it's a strange one winning because he, he he looked he looked such a player, and then this past season he seemed to go off the boil a bit because it seemed apparent that he'd had his head turned. That we we known for the longest period of time that he was going to run down his contract and go for free. And you hear Spurs and Arsenal were, were looking at him and looking to make a move. And I think, and maybe even Liverpool at one point, I think, were, were mooted with it. And I think maybe he's got that in his head. His form wasn't great this season. And when he's gone to make his big free transfer, it's not Spurs, it's not Arsenal, it, it's it's not Liverpool, whoever. It's his choices have been Newcastle, Crystal Palace, Aston Villa, those sort of West Ham. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, again, I think it's a good fit for him. And, and you think that those two players, having played together for so many years now, um, uh, I think I think it's yeah, I think it's a good bit of business for Newcastle, definitely. Yeah, I think uh, Bournemouth are going to struggle next season in the Championship mm-hmm. and we're going to struggle yeah. regardless. And I think these are two great signs for Newcastle. We'll go into more detail when we preview Newcastle's uh, Premier League season coming up uh, in the next few days because I think this is... Callum Wilson especially is a really, really good signing for them. But let's move on anyway and uh, yeah. round up what happened in the Nations League over the weekend. A sensational victory for England. It is still coming home, Andrew Pollard. An emphatic 1-0 victory with a last-minute penalty scored by Raheem Sterling. Yes, granted, Iceland went straight with the other end and got another penalty uh, because Joe Gomez can't defend, apparently. Uh, decides to pull someone back in the penalty area, but he skied it. He did his best Chris Waddle impression, the Iceland boy, uh, Raheem Sterling scored the penalty. Bit of a crap penalty, if I'm honest. A very dull game. I thankfully didn't watch it. Mm. Even the highlights were kind of dull. Bit of controversy. Harry Kane scored. He's given his offside, I believe. Uh, no VAR, of course, should have been given. Um, but a crap game, but a, a decent result. Uh, what about some of the others? Wales got on well, well as, of course, didn't they? Yes, Andrew? Wales. Wales. Some of the others. Yeah, uh, Wales had two two wins, two victories, uh, both one nils, both. Again, I'm being very honest, both very dull games. Uh, the first was a one to win over over Finland with Kiefer Moore scoring, Cardiff's Kiefer Moore. And there's this weird, this is weird ongoing thing with, with Wales fans, well, certain sections of Wales fans where Cardiff fans hate Swansea players. Swansea fans hate Cardiff players. And there's this like bickering on Twitter about like Kiefer Moore scored. It's like, well, uh, and? So I, I, don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. But I am just a Wrexham fan. Uh, and then uh, yesterday, as we're recording this on Sunday, Wales got an away win against Bulgaria with Nico Williams, Wrexham ball, and Nico Williams with a last minute header uh, who made his international debut in the Finland game and just looks like a great player. Um, so yeah, from the Kevin, which is about five minutes from where I'm sat right now, Kevin Maurer is where Nico Williams is from. So massive congratulations to him. But away from England and away from Wales, Italy had a surprising 1-0 draw, I thought, with Bosnia and Herzegovina. Um, mm. Stefano Senti scoring for Italy and Edin Dzeko equalising for Bosnia. That was in Group A1. Uh, Stefan Bergwijn got a winner for the Netherlands against Poland. Uh, 1-0 victory again in Group A1. The names, like, they sound like roads. Well, I was looking at the <laughs> groups. And it's like, so, A3. Portugal had, um, well, they spanked Croatia. That was... Um, yeah. That was one when I was looking through the results that jumped out 4-1. And that's a, a Cristiano Ronaldo-less 
uh, Portugal as well. Um, yeah, a goal there for Manchester City's uh, Joao Cancelo. Um, Denmark lost 2-0 to, uh, to Belgium, and that's in Group A2, which is the same as the England group. Uh, France get the 1-0 win away at Sweden, killing Mbappe on the score sheet there in Group A3. Uh, Germany getting a 1-0 draw, maybe a surprising 1-0 draw away against Switzerland. Um, Ilkay Gundogan putting them ahead, that's in Group A4. And then Sylvan Vidmer, it, oh, he equalised for Switzerland. But more importantly, I thought, was uh, in the same group, in Group A4, the same group as Germany and Switzerland, was was Spain, um, who turned it on uh, absolutely beautiful. Uh, Ansu Fati absolutely stealing the show, um, who only made his, his international bow in the previous game against Germany, which was, I think, last Thursday. Um, that was a draw. And um, yes, yeah, Spain uh, turning over the Ukraine 4-0 with Sergio Ramos bagging two. And not just not just two goals for Sergio Ramos as like, what's this random event? No, no, no. He's got 10 goals in his last 50 international appearances it's um it's it's insane for a defender i mean obviously he's on penalties these days uh, as well but mm. yeah it just you it, 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 it look at sergio ramos and people keep thinking oh is he this is it he's gonna be past it now is, is this his last year is this gonna how, how long has he got left and he just keeps on performing yeah great stuff um disappointing result for ireland uh, i saw over the weekend mm. as well uh, but in speaking of the the spain game four nil over ukraine and Sufai and Sergio Ramos making history in that game. Uh, Ramos, I believe, scoring his 23rd goal for Spain. Uh, he surpasses Passarella in their uh, all-time top scorers. He's already the defender now with the most goals as an international in the history of world football. And Ansu Fati became Spain's youngest scorer at 17 years and 311 days old. He is one of the few bright lights to look at at Barcelona. Um, but it's the Nations League. It's slightly better than a friendly. We'll no doubt talk about it uh, tomorrow ahead of England's game against Denmark. Uh, but let us know your thoughts on that and all of today's news stories in the comments section below. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe. And subscribe to What Culture Football, the daily football podcast if you are out and about. And let us know in the comments section how you want us to look ahead to the upcoming season. Any content you'd love to see from us here at What Culture Football. We've got our previews of all the Premier League clubs that are coming out, but we are open to suggestions. Let us know. And continue the conversation on Twitter at WhatCultureFC. Watch today, you can follow both of us. Andrew, where can people get you on Twitter? They can get me at Culture the Left Peg. Find me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureFC, as I said. But for now, my thanks to Andrew Pollard. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.